Hi, it's Kath Ann, weekly host of The Homework Help Show. This week, we talked about setting goals and sticking to them. We talked about how our mindset can affect how we follow through on goals. And we also talked about the SMART method for goal setting. If this is of interest to you, tune in to episode 12 of The Homework Help Show. So, first of all, I wanted to remind everyone, we used to be called um, The Homework Help learning studio which was a very long name um at first we we liked it and then we decided we kept uh, mulling over and trying to figure out a new name so the new name of the show is the homework help show a lot easier to remember and a lot easier to say so um Welcome to the Homework Help Show. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Kath Ann and I am your weekly host. Um, I am a top writer and the host of this show uh, for Homework Help Global. So this week I wanted to jump in and talk about setting goals and sticking to them as uh, I already mentioned. So when we come back to school after the holidays, we are often feeling rejuvenated and refreshed and we're ready to take on the challenges of a new semester. But as time rolls on, we might find that we're not being as strict with maintaining our schedule or our commitment to our New Year's goals. Um, and sometimes these goals turn out to be more challenging than we anticipated. Um, and especially if you're a student and you're trying to navigate setting goals and working, um, and all of the challenges that come along with being a student, you might realize that some of your classes and some of the demands in life become a bit daunting and you're no longer able to follow through on your goals. So this week we wanted to talk about how do you actually set these goals and stick to them. So um, I can see my microphone here in the corner, so I'm gonna move it out of the way. Um, so of course, everyone has amazing goals for their lives. Um, do you guys have any goals for the new year or new year's resolutions? Hi, Yukianka. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about goals and productivity and sticking to our goals in uh, 2018. And I just asked everyone if they have any goals uh, for the new year. Um, so core to travel, where are you hoping to travel to? To be a better version of yourself, Coach Core. That sounds like a good one. That's kind of along the line, same lines as my uh, goal for the new year. And even if you're not a person who is a lover of resolutions or um, kind of thinks it's problematic to have um, set new goals for the new year, it can still be um, kind of a time where we sit back and we kind of reset and refocus on, um, you know, what our priorities are and consider what our goals can be moving forward. Um, anywhere, just get on a plane. That sounds great. Been too busy studying and working all these years. So Core, you know what, we're going to use, um, we might use you as an example uh, throughout this because um, it's awesome that you want to travel, but I'd really like to see you do that. So in order to follow through, um, you have to set really specific goals, which we will get into a little bit later. So um, stay tuned. I'll give you some tips about that. Um, and it's awesome that you want to travel. I think that's an awesome goal. But let's narrow that down and get a little more specific. When do you want to do it? Where do you want to go? Uh, how long do you want to stay? And 
what do you need to get there? All right, so, um, so I, for example, um, like Coach Core is saying, I wanna be a better version of myself, but I'm also a writer. So as one of my goals as a writer, I would really love to write a book. And I wanted to give this example because um, it's kind of, writing a book is a really big goal. It's, it's a pretty huge thing to kind of put out uh, into the universe that you want to do. Um, so how am I gonna attain that goal? Yes, I have been sporadically working on my writing and doing lots of reading about writing, but how do I end up at that goal of writing a book? Um, how we choose to spend our time and organize our, uh, organize our time determines how effective we will be at, at ultimately attaining our goals. So while we have de dedicated some time sporadically um, to different goals, we might not we might feel daunted by that huge goal. So for me, it's writing a book. Even though I do spend time learning about writing and doing writing, I write on my blog, um, I write for homework help, I do um, different freelance jobs online, but I still haven't met that goal of writing a book. And you know what? To be honest, I haven't even started. So how do I get to that lofty goal of writing a book? Hi, the neighborly consultant. I didn't say hi, I saw you come in. And Marv is great, is also joining us. <laughs> um, so one of the reasons why we fail to achieve those big goals is because of this mindset. So when we do set a huge goal for ourselves, sometimes it seems so lofty and so big that we feel daunted and we don't end up being able to get there. So for example, if I do want to eventually write a book or write a novel, I do have to practice writing more regularly on my blog, um, and I have to um, practice writing every day, whether it's in a notebook, to get myself in the habit of writing. So these types of goals are called intermediate goals, which can help us get on our way to attaining our bigger goals. So they help us to build the skills um, and to develop the knowledge in order to be able to get to those bigger goals. So this is one of the main reasons that we don't attain our goals is that we don't feel that we have the skills to get there and the goals just seem so large that we don't end up achieving them, unfortunately. Um, so a really good way to, although sometimes it might seem like we're sidetracking ourselves, so um, some of the mentality sometimes is that when we um, say, I want to write a book, but I'm focusing more on my blog and I'm focusing on developing my craft in different ways, I'm not actually focusing on writing that book. So sometimes that can be seen as problematic because I'm not working on that end goal. But ultimately, when I do work on these smaller goals along the way, that is going to help me achieve the bigger goal because I'm going to feel more confident, I'm going to have more skills, I'm going to be more dedicated and practiced to my craft of writing. And of course, that's just an example. So. Um, like I said, these are called intermediate goals. Um, and in order to get to the bigger goal, we have to take these little steps along the way. Happy New Year, the neighborly consultant. <laughs> so 
when we work on honing our craft on a consistent basis, you'll ultimately continue to develop the skills that you need to work towards your larger goal, like I said. So there's certainly those who are just masters of their craft. They were just born to be a writer or born to be a pianist or born to be a PhD. Um, and those who kind of master something right off the hop, you might consider them like a lone genius type of person who can manage to crank out a novel in like a year and a really good novel. But for most of us, that is not um, the reality. So we do have to spend our time honing our skills and developing our skills as we as we move towards the bigger goals. Um, so for the rest of us, it is actually, even though it might seem counterintuitive, it is actually very beneficial to veer off from the ultimate goal towards these smaller goals um, that help us build the skills. So if you're like me and you do find yourself veering off and not completely concentrating on that end goal, then you are fine, you're in luck, you're like most of us because most of us need that time to be able to develop our skills. We can't, we aren't just those lone genius types who can just sit down and crank out a novel or sit down and play uh, an amazing piece on the piano. We are the ones who, we need to take time to develop these skills and if these are the things that we want to do in our lives, then we will put time into them. So another important thing about um, doing these little steps along the way is that um, it can also allow us to get some feedback on what we're doing. So um, I'm just gonna bring it back to my example. Um, when I do my writing and I put it out into the world, it allows me to get feedback on it. So it allows people to comment on it. It allows me to meet editors who can help me work on my writing. Um, and also, it allows you to have a string of content that you can reflect back on and feel good about yourself. Feel that you have achieved something and you can see kind of your, your development as you move along. Um, so that's that piece. Um, just Justin, I see you've joined us as well on Instagram. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, one tangible approach to working towards larger goals is to restrict the time limit that you're using um, to complete your goals. So for example, make smaller goals within a time frame, like a week. So say to yourself, so if your goal is to, like me, uh, write a book, what I might do instead uh, to start off is to challenge myself to write one blog post a week. That's a smaller goal that's completely doable. And then it also leaves me open to feet, getting feedback and a string of um, content along the way, which can help me to reflect um, on my progress. So, yeah, so if you want to do that, if you want to work towards a larger goal, it's a really good idea to limit your time because when you have a lot of time, it can become a bit daunting and feel like you're not completely focused. So when you limit your time to, say, a week, 
um, then you're more capable of achieving uh, those goals and it just becomes more specific, which we'll talk a little bit more about um, later on. So think about it this way. When you begin a class, the professor does not necessarily give you the final exam on the first day. Maybe there might be some philosophical professors who might try to do that uh, for fun or to prove a point. Um, but of course, by attending all your classes, by studying, by reading all the content provided by the professor, that is when you will be prepared for the test. So this is an example of how skills develop over time and how you, you develop a knowledge base over time. Um, and that is why professors encourage you to participate in class, go to class, do your course content, because then you will just automatically be prepared for um, the final destination, which is the final exam, and hopefully you'll get an A on that. So that's just kind of naturally how we learn things. So for example, if your goal was to uh, learn a new language, download something like Rosetta Stone and try to do it every day, work on, uh, do 10 minutes a day on learning a new language. Um, challenge yourself to do that. Um, or even for half an hour every day for a week, and then maybe progress and move it up the next week. If you wanna learn how to cook, find a recipe that you want and cook it for your family tonight. Set a deadline of tonight to cook a family meal. Um, or for your partner or, for, or just for yourself. Um, find a really easy recipe with very few ingredients and go from there. And then once you develop a basis and develop some co confidence in yourself, next week, try a harder recipe. So begin with something easy, um, develop your confidence, develop some skills and move on to something uh, more challenging. Um, so. Also, doing it this way, instead of kind of speeding ahead to, to the end, to the big huge goal, um, a good way to work towards a larger goal is to take these smaller steps. Because when we're working on smaller tasks, it can allow us to understand the bumps along the way because there are going to be bumps along the way. So when we do encounter these, we are more readily able to address them rather than if we're in the middle of working towards writing our novel and we hit a bump along the way, then we might not be as prepared as we would be if we had developed some skill um, as we were moving on. So Coach Core, I see you have a question. Can we multitask on goals or is sticking to one goal at a time better? Um, I think it depends uh, on the person, but I think that sticking to one goal at a time um, is most appropriate because your focus will just be on that one goal. So um, if I'm thinking in terms of my life, I think that focusing on one goal at a time is appropriate because otherwise you can um, tend to get overwhelmed. What do you think, Coach Core? I think you have some expertise in this area, but that would kind of be my sense is that uh, it's better to kind of focus on one goal, limit your goals and be very specific about your goals, um, but work on them kind of separately. But you can have multiple goals at once, just working on them individually, I think is uh, probably best in terms of focus. 
But I'd like to hear what you what you think about that. Yeah, simultaneously definitely is more fun I would say um, we're gonna get into I don't know if you're familiar with the smart method um, a little bit later um, so that kind of might tease out some of what you're what you're asking yeah if they are easier goals so if you're like trying to clean your house then you might work on those simultaneously um, and certainly we're all gonna have multiple goals we're not just gonna have one goal in our lives but I, I guess um, if you're working towards, you know, writing writing a novel or something quite lofty, you might want to put more focus um, on the larger goals. That would be kind of my sense. Um, so as I was saying, yes, uh, as we work on these things, um, as we progress towards our larger goals and we develop skills along the way, then we're able to um, address bumps in the road as they come along and we're not kind of blindsided when we're working on our bigger goals. Um, so this is kind of another direction that I wanted to go with this. Um, it's also really important to write down and document your goals. So when we document them, we're able to sit back, reflect on them, and make smaller goals to work towards the larger ones. So Coach Core, as you were saying, um, you know, if you have a larger goal of, you know, say you want to get a 4.0 GPA, that is your your goal, um, but you might. How are you going to get there? So you're going to ask yourself about positive and possible ways to get to that goal. So um, you might you might um, start studying early in the semester. You might um, get tutoring. You might uh, do some extra reading and attend some extra classes. So those would all be smaller goals that ultimately lead up um, to the larger goal. So those would be like considered intermediate goals and then hopefully they would lead to you getting a 4.0 GPA. So um, I guess Coach Core to go back to your question, obviously you're going to be studying and doing tutoring. They're going to be kind of simultaneous so I guess the intermediate goals are things that you can work on simultaneously where the loftier goals certainly you can have a, a few of those but I wouldn't have more than you know three or four, especially within um, a year time frame, because then that can just become daunting and overwhelming. So I would recommend, you know, if you're setting goals for your year, say, um, choose two or three really reasonable goals. So um, core, core, I forget the numbers you wanted to do, yeah, core 7841, you wanted to do some traveling, so maybe that's one of your really big goals for the year, but maybe you also have, you know, one or two other goals. So setting max three goals for the year, um, I think is really reasonable because you don't want to overwhelm yourself um, and make it feel like you're not gonna be able to achieve any of those goals. So it's really good to be specific and um, be able to kind of measure your goals. So, I hope that made sense. 
So also when we write down our goals, we're putting them out into the universe and we are then able to um, manifest them in our lives. So when we write down our goals, we could we should build in time to check in with ourselves and make sure that we are still working towards those, those goals. Um, and it also allows us to write down our intermediate goals. So we might write down, this is our big goal up here, which is to write a novel, um, to travel, to get a 4.0 GPA, but what are those smaller pieces that are going to help us get to that end goal? So when we write that down, it can be a physical thing. You can even put it in your office in front of you, um, in your, I like to use my bullet journal, so I would document, I usually document my yearly goals, my monthly goals, and my weekly goals, um, and then it just allows you to have that tangible, visible piece of paper, really, um, to be able to look at your goals and reflect on them and see how you're doing on them. Core, can you please tell us how to make a good SMART goal? Well, you know what? That is my next topic. So just give me uh, a couple more minutes. Actually, you know what? So yes, just one more thing and then we'll move on to how to write good SMART goals. So um, when we do write them down, then we can also create deadlines for ourselves, which are really important in goal formation because when you do write something down, you want to make sure that you're setting a deadline for yourself um, because if you don't, then you're not going to necessarily work towards it because it's not going to seem as urgent. Um, so it's really important that you do set a deadline. So for example, going back to the recipe idea. So say you want to learn how to cook. That's your big lofty goal. But how are you going to get there? So if you really want to work towards that goal, this week you need to find a recipe and you need to uh, figure out how to cook it and even set, say, ask yourself, am I going to do this tonight or am I going to do this tomorrow? Set a date for it and then you can check it off the list and then the next night, the next week, set a date for it. So that's just an example but it's really helpful to set dates and times and even have someone to hold you accountable um, to following through on those goals uh, because when they're just kind of pie-in-the-sky ideas, we're not necessarily uh, going to follow through on them because we haven't set a deadline for ourselves. So, um, some of these ideas are going to continue as I talk about this next um, portion, but I wanted to talk to you about the SMART method for goal writing. I'm just going to type it here in the comments so you guys... Uh, see what I mean. I'm sure that some of you are familiar with this, but it's an acronym. So it's S-M-A-R-T, the SMART method for goal writing. Um, does anyone, is anyone familiar with it? on Facebook. Coach Core, I knew you would be. Do you know what the um, letters stand for?
It's not a quiz. If you can't remember, that's okay. It'd be great. Very close, very close. Uh, so you said specific, measurable, or sorry, attainable, realistic, and timely. And actually, I'm going to give you a pass for that because attainable um, is definitely a good one to have in there as well. Um, so it's actually appropriate, but I think uh, we'll keep attainable in there as well because I think that's really important to. Um, make sure that we we are making attainable goals so yes yeah, so it's a it's an acronym um, core as you asked this is a really good way to um, kind of remember how to formulate goals so the smart methods specific measurable appropriate realistic and timely so let's do the breakdown so specific when you're making goals you really want them to be specific so um, sometimes we have goals, and this is core why I was saying to you about, yes, you would like to travel, but where do you want to travel, and when do you want to travel, and how are you going to get there? So we want to make sure that our goals are really specific, because when we are just kind of putting goals out there that are vague, we might not necessarily follow through on them. So for example, when we set goals like being happy, getting rich um, or having a good time they're kind of vague and they're not really specific but when we focus we want to focus on more concrete aims so some goals might be getting married um, reducing reducing your credit card payments taking regular vacations um, these are much more specific and uh, they are also much more focused so um, you know if I was saying if I was going to say I really want to be happy well what does that mean um, does that mean meditating every day does that mean doing yoga and exercise every day uh, does that mean going on trips it's very vague so we want to make sure that we're making really specific goals so that they are attainable, as you mentioned, Coach Core. So most people find they're frustrated because there are just too many things to do and not necessarily enough time. We know that we can't get more time, but we can specify fewer goals. So as I was mentioning before, when we just have too many goals kind of going on in our lives, we feel a bit overwhelmed and we feel like we don't have enough time. So when we narrow our goals down to be really specific um, and we make sure that there aren't too many of them, then things become a lot easier and uh, we can actually become more productive. Um, and then we are also actually the word, the letter S stands for not just specificity, but also substantial. So 
when we're making goals, we want to make sure that our goals are really concrete and that they're worthy of pursuit so that they're worthy of us spending time on them because we all know our time is really valuable, especially when you're a student and you have multiple things on the go. So you might decide that cleaning up your desk is a goal, but it's not necessarily the sort of lifetime accomplishment that you would want to be praised for. So maybe one of your goals is to be more cleanly and cleaning your desk is one of those intermediate goals. Um, but that might also contribute to your overall goal of being a more organized person. So we're really trying to narrow down the specifics um, so that we can set goals for ourselves that are in the end attainable. So the second, uh, the M in the SMART uh, acronym stands for measurable. The second criterion a goal should meet is measurability. State your goal in a way that an outside person could measure it objectively. So for instance, we'll, we will reduce um, my credit card debt by $500, or we will take two vacations this year, or I will stop smoking in two months. I don't smoke, but these are just examples. So. Um, core, as you were saying, um, I'm going to pick on you again, <laughs> uh, you were saying that you want to travel this year. So that's why I was asking you uh, for more specifics around where are you going to go. Um, so if you don't mind, where do you have any places in mind that you might want to go? If you're still here, I'm not sure if you're still here. So in terms of measurability, we, we want to make sure that when we set a goal, we attain it. And that's what measurability means. So what are those, what are those things that, what are the intermediate steps we're taking to lead up to that goal? And do we actually attain that goal? I really want to go to Amsterdam and Germany. Okay, so those are two really measurable goals because they're really specific, as we mentioned, and I would say they're substantial because those are two really um, amazing places to visit. So how do we measure that? We measure that by determining whether you end up going there or not and what are the intermediate steps that you need to get there. Um, I think, for example, you might want to think about I mean, if you, if you want to do this, um, how much money do you need to save to get there? Uh, what period of time or period of year do you want to look at? Uh, do you need to get time off of work uh, or school? Um, you know, how much is it going to cost? How much money do you need to save to get there? So we're really looking at, are these goals, um, accessible like are they realistic for you um, because when you start to do that actual breakdown then you realize okay maybe I maybe I might not be able to save that amount of money or maybe that goal is really doable so rather than it just being you know a dream then you can work towards making it a reality so I don't know if that's helpful but um, I think just really breaking it down, what are those steps that you need to get there? And even assigning a time period to it. So um, I have an uncle who lives in Germany, so accommodation wouldn't be a problem. 
time off work and money is more of the legwork. Right. So, okay, so let's talk about, um, we can do this right here. I've actually been trained in this uh, process called PATH, it's P-A-T-H, um, and it actually helps people with goal planning exercises like this. So maybe we'll just do a little mini PATH with you right now, Cor, if you don't mind. Um, so going to uh, Germany and Amsterdam. So those are really great goals. Um, so we're going to actually work backwards. So that's your goal. Now think about, um, so what is it now? January. So if we think about, so when would you like, we're going to work backwards. So when would you um, ultimately like to go to Germany? Would you say like within a year? So maybe like January next year? So July 2018. So you want to go this year. So you want to go in seven months. So yeah, seven months. Um, okay, so let's think about um, so three months out from July, what are the steps that, you, where do you wanna be? How much money do you want to have saved to get to Germany? Do you want to have asked for the time off of work to get to Germany? So it can be helpful to work from your goal backwards. So when you're when you're thinking about July 2018, you want to think about how much you want to really crunch the numbers. Think about yeah, looking into flights. How much money is it going to cost? And then assign that. Write that down on your in your book or on a piece of paper. Um, July 2018, you want to go to Germany. How much is it going to cost? And then three months out. How much money do you want to have saved? And then another three months out, how much money do you want to have saved? So you want to think about, so March 2018, you want to have saved such and such amount towards your trip. And then uh, March, April, May, June, um, you want to have how much money saved. So you want to go month by month um, because this is a short time period. So look at the costs and look at kind of the barriers um, that you're gonna face in getting there. And then go from there. Try to work backwards. I wish we had more time and that we were in person because it would be a lot better we could talk this through, but. Um, so $2,000. So say how much, right, okay because you won't have to pay for accommodations. So think about how much do you want to have saved um, three months out from July and how much do you want to save in a month. So you would start out with next month, how much would you like to have saved, then three months, and then in July. So kind of set those small intermediate goals for yourself um, and as always assign a time limit to it. And then in terms of asking for time off work, you'll want to figure out when you have to do that. So do you want to do it three months in advance? And then set a time for yourself. Write it in your agenda. Okay, I'm going to ask work 
for two weeks off so that I can go to Germany and I'm going to ask them in March of 2018 so that they're prepared and they have lots of time to uh, find someone to fill my shift. So that's just kind of a really quick rundown. Sorry I couldn't do it more thoroughly. Um, but I think I will move on with the kind of next tenets of this. But I hope that was semi-helpful. Just setting those little goals and really assigning time to them and holding yourself to it. Okay, good. I'm glad that was helpful. <laughs> kind of spur of the moment. Um, usually when I we do those, they're like it's like at an hour, uh, no, a three-hour-long process. So um, and usually like families involved and things like that, but. Uh, can be a really helpful technique to kind of work backwards from your goals, I find, because then you kind of think about what you need to do to get to there. Um, so, A, um, Coach Core, you said it was attainable. It is actually appropriate, but I think attainable is a really solid one as well because we want to think about whether and same with um, my training that I've done we want to think about whether our goals are positive and possible and I think that also goes along with attainable so you don't want your goals to be negative um, and you don't also want them to be too lofty to the point that you don't you it doesn't make sense that you would be able to do that um, so for example um, you really want them to be something that you you think that you can do so you know, for example, if I wanted to get my law degree, for example, um, that's a long-term goal, potentially, but I'm not going to be able to apply to law school this year and go next year because I don't have the money to do that right now. So that's not really an attainable goal for me right now. So we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up for success and not setting ourselves up for failure. Um, so that's why I think Coach Core, you were right on when you said attainable. But we're also looking at setting appropriate goals and it kind of goes along with the same thing. We want to make sure that our goals that we're setting are in our area of power or responsibility. So don't try to work on someone else's goals. So even though it might be tempting to have to try to work on a partner's goals or you know even your family's goals, make sure you're focusing on yourself and uh, things that you can do to kind of move forward in your life. Appropriate goals also relate to your personal style. What are you capable of accomplishing given your background, your skills, your training, or your physical limitations? So we want to make sure that we are doing things that we are actually capable of doing and if not what are the things we need to be able to attain those goals so for example um, when i was doing my reading one of the examples that was given was someone that is five foot tall most likely is not going to try out for the nba um, that's just not very realistic uh, and they're probably not going to get on the team there might be someone who is really awesome <laughs> who is able to do that, but um, we, yes, exactly, Coach Core, we wanna make sure that we're playing to our strengths. That's really important. Um, however, that is not to say that we shouldn't extend ourselves. It is definitely possible to go on, to go beyond what we um, interpret as our limits uh, and do things that we've never done before. So push yourself past your limits um, 
but also work with what you have, work with your strengths and your skills, as you were saying so eloquently, Coach Core. I'm just gonna take a drink because I feel like I talked a lot there for a minute. Okay. So goals should definitely be a bit of a stretch because we want to always keep pushing ourselves and moving forward. Um, a goal might be achievable within three months, but it might not be quite realistic given other, given other constraints we're facing. So for example, if I want to write my novel, but I am working a full-time job and I have a family to care for and uh, I'm facing some financial constraints uh, and I have to work another part-time job, it might not be realistic for me to take on writing a novel this year. So we want to make sure that we're making our goals realistic based on our circumstances, of course. The last uh, letter in the acronym is TIMELY. So make sure, as I was saying, put a deadline to your goals. So this Saturday, the end of the month, the end of the year, your 15th birthday, your 50th birthday, whatever. So start with the end in mind, as we were discussing earlier. When do you want to have this goal achieved? And what will the final success look like? And when do you want it to happen? So when we set those deadlines for ourselves, then we are able to work towards them. And then one more thing I wanted to add to this acronym is the letter P, which stands for passion. So you wanna make sure that you're working to your goals, towards your goals with a sense of passion, uh, pursue your goals with passion and love, and work towards making your life the one you want it to be. So, um, as one, just one last thing, I think a really good way to formulate our goals is to work backwards. So think big, dream about what you really want out of life, and narrow your goals down from there. So what do you want your life to look like, and what are the positive and possible yeah, so ways that you are able to get do there? A bit more. Um, so. That is it for we'll this do week. A bit actually, more, uh, academic um, content. Does anyone else I'm have anything else they sure, would like to share? Uh, what the topic will be yet? But if you guys have like any that, suggestions, please send us a DM um, on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, but I do have a content calendar lined up, so we will see what we will be doing next week. Um, so I hope that was helpful. Uh, Core, good luck with your travel. I hope you uh, are able to work towards that goal of going to Germany and Amsterdam. And yeah, neighborly consultant, that's right. Reverse engineer your goals. I think that's the best way to approach them. So I just wanted to mention, again, our new name is the Homework Help Show. If you do want to access any of this content at a later date, we're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Google+. Medium, and now we are also on SoundCloud, Anchor, iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Google Play Music. So you can just type in uh, Homework Help Global, and you can find us if you're looking for uh, any of this info later on. So I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Have a great week, and good luck setting your goals for 2018. Talk to you soon.